Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sounders, episode 399 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Bane underscore Bane, what is going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. One away from 400. Yeah. The big four, 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 zero, zero. I see you got a whole lot of chocolate up there. What's what's that about? Oh, see, see, that's, you don't even know, man. I you don't, don't even know. I have no idea. Whole lot of chocolata whole is lot. what that says, actually. Okay. Then that's the new bang flavor. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, Mother effer. Yeah. And so the reason I wrote that up there, because we usually talk about the new bang flavors. That's the first one where I've been like, nah. I'm good. That sounds gross to me. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that should be a coffee flavor, and I don't even like the coffee flavors, but I feel like that should be a coffee flavor. Do you feel like they've gone too far? Yes. That's a weird one. Yes, that's a super weird one. And um, I mean, I'll be honest, <clears throat> I haven't drank a bang. I think I drank one a few weeks ago because like, I had like zero sleep, mm-hmm. but um, I don't buy them on a regular basis anymore, so it's not... Yeah. I have no issues skipping this one. I mean, I think I will probably try it just yeah. to say I tried it, but I don't see this one being good at all. Yeah. it, You know, but then again, you know, they have like, uh, I feel like we've talked about this here recently on, on the energy shop, but like we, they have like the little shots you can do for, you know, your sodas and things like that, mm-hmm. you know, vanilla and stuff. And they have a chocolate shot. So maybe it's like a oh, chocolate soda. And we've had chocolate soda on the show before. A shot of chocolate, I think, is one thing, but like a chocolate flavor, full on, I don't know. I don't know either. And I mean, like, like I said, you're right though. We have had chocolate soda on the crazy sodas, but as that wasn't bad, it's not like I'd be like, "Damn, I'm craving a chocolate bang right now." It almost it translates very similarly to how I feel like the birthday cake did. Yeah, where it's like, oh, okay. And like, that, that one I felt like was fine for the protein like drink version. And, and it was okay to like drink once, but after that you're like, I'm good. Yeah. 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 It, it, interesting choice. I, I felt like, and anytime they do these guest flavors, they usually try to go so far off that like, you're not going to get it. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay. Like you said, this would have been a good protein one. Yeah. And I, I think also too, when I think of cold carbonated drinks, I think of 
fruity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, yeah. I don't think of chocolate. When I think of chocolate, I usually think of like at the at, a thicker drink. Well, a thicker drink or even, you know, like a warm drink, mm-hmm. you know, same, same with birthday cake. Not that I think of a warm drink with birthday cake. I just, I, I think of, I don't know, it, like a, like a thicker drink, like a protein shake. That's mm-hmm. it. It makes more sense in that route versus, you know, the same consistency as your Sprite. It's a weird choice. Um, we'll see what happens. I mean, like. You hate their root beer. I think it's actually pretty good. I've had, you know, I, I still think their sweet tea drinks are the worst thing ever created. Yeah. But I'll see people putting those over all the time. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't even smell that. Their original one wasn't terrible, but it's not something I used to love the monster teas, you know. That, I like those better than that. I, I did too. But like these. You were all about Rojo tea back in the day. Yeah. Rojo tea was my shit back in the day. But these, like, they're not bad. I just, I'd rather have like a freaking, you know, sour punch than you know that sure no no doubt it's just it's that weird thing where i think they've got to that point where it's like they're constantly they got to come up with a nude flavor mm-hmm. it's like how about chocolate it's like, that's but, a but weird one bit old jeff with one f is gonna love it dude he probably will drink radical skedaddle yeah. it's way better yeah <laughs> <laughs> we got a little bit of wrestling talk why do you say we dive into it here well, let's do it well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Big underscore Bane. This has uh, been the news that's been making the rounds, I think, from, from everybody, because I don't think anyone technically was expecting this when it happened. Owen Hart is all elite. Yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere, and I don't think any of us are hating it. I think it's no. uh, I think it is an awesome, awesome thing that we finally have the opportunity to kind of honor his memory a little bit and kind of enjoy and celebrate his wrestling career. Yeah, oh, for sure. I know people have been clamoring for Owen Hart action figures since the 90s now, since yeah. he passed away. Him in a video game is the first time it's happened since Legends of Wrestling. Yep. Um, so that's really, really cool. Um, I, You know, I know when I watched Dark Side of the Ring uh, on the episode on him, you could very much tell that Martha Hart wasn't opposed to doing stuff with Owen. She just 100% did not want to be associated with WWE. And I get that completely. Yeah, I do too. Apparently this has been in the works for a while. I think Chris Jericho kind of helped bridge the gap, and which I think is awesome. Um, I do remember, and I, me and Travis from TV Toycast were on Fully Posable this week, so go check out Fully Posable this week, uh, hear us on there. But we we touched on the Owen Hart figure on there a little bit. And one of the things I remember seeing is when they released the Micro Brawler, mm-hmm. they went ahead and, and they released it, then they started doing variants like of him in the Japanese attire and so on. Yeah. And someone said something like, I thought this would be the only Owen Hart Micro Brawler. And Ryan Barkin from Pro Wrestling Tees commented on the post, a lot of people didn't get one, and Martha felt bad that people that wanted one didn't get it. Yeah. And so I'm like, that right there told me, like, oh, she's not opposed to making merchandise. She wants people to get this figure if they want it. Yeah. And so at that point, I felt like there was hope that this could happen. And I guess there had been some deals close, but nothing nothing full on. But, dude, this is a huge deal for pretty much everybody involved in wrestling. Absolutely, yeah. And I, I know for me um, – you know, I'm excited about him being back in the video game. Yeah. I am 100. I don't even really buy figures, but I'm like, I'm going to buy 
an Owen Hart figure when it comes out. Of course. Uh, that'll probably be like immediate pre-order when it's available. You'd almost have to, yeah. I think. And um, it's like, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to support this in any way I can because I'm excited for him to be back in the wrestling community in some capacity. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. On the figure, um, I've heard they can't use the phrase King of Hearts. Okay. Um, and they also, I'm, I assume, can't use Slammy Award winning. So what do you feel like the singlet will look like? Can, can they do a WWE worn singlet? Is there a... I would imagine they can do like the, the black and the pink, but just remove the Slammies and remove the, the King of Hearts. Yeah. I don't think that's... Because he, I feel like early on in his career, just had a plain black and pink with like the heart on it. Right. So, I mean, I feel like they could do that. I mean... Right. I Well, and that was the thing is uh, I know his micro brawler actually had Owen Hart Foundation yeah. on the side. So I'm like, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. You know, I think as long as we get, I would like a, a, the plain black. I'd love like the pink one, like they wore at King of the Ring 94. Give me the caution tape one. Absolutely. <laughs> there was also one he wore late in his career that just said OH on it. I'd be down with that. Which I think would be really fun. Um, overall, I think this is such a cool thing. Yeah. We're getting Owen Hart figures again. Like this, yeah. this is great. All that matters to me is that his face looks like Owen. Right. That's all I care about. And, you know, hopefully they do the short hair. They do the kind of longer hair. Yep. Like, I want all versions. I think that would be awesome. Absolutely. I, hell, I'd even take uh, one where when he was tagged up with Coco Beware. You know? High energy. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd even take that. Uh, give me Or give me his Japan run figure, you know. I would imagine we'll probably get all of it if we can. Yeah. Um, in fact, the high energy figure, or the new foundation as it was originally, I think the only time we got figures like that was the Hasbro line. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe so. Where they were like the parachute pants, which were just oh, yeah. fantastic. Yep. So good. Um, also, too, AEW will be holding a tournament for the Owen Hart Cup called the Owen. I dig that. Awesome idea, right? Yeah, I really dig that. I think that's um, a cool way to keep his memory alive. So. Hey, I do, too. Who do you think uh, who do you think's the first winner of that? That's a hard call. I mean, it depends on who's in it. It's got to be Pillman Jr., right? You think so? His dad was a member of the Hart Foundation. Makes the most sense. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it does make sense. It would be a nice way to give him a rub, I think. Because yeah. they seem to be mm-hmm. trying to give him a push, and I think that would be the way to do it. Yeah. Um, I think Dax Harwood would be a, a solid choice because he's such a fan of Brett and Owen. Yeah. Um, but then again, like a guy like MJF, like, but do you, I, you know, this can't be a heel one thing. It's got, it's almost got to be a baby. At face. least not the first year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it needs to be. It needs to be a baby face. And I, yeah, I think you're right. I think Pillman Jr. would be a, a good choice. There's a lot of guys I think it would really benefit from it. So yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for it, man. I know you're a big tournament fan, so you got to be all about this. Love me some tournaments. Yes, I do. Yeah, so that'd be that'd be really fun. So we're we're stoked about that. Owen Hart is all elite. No one saw this coming. I feel like that makes me almost like okay, the video games are for sure purchased now. Yeah, I mean it. I. I still want to make sure that the game's going to be good. I have no, I have a lot of faith that it will be. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not really worried about it, but um, that's still that's a big purchase, man. And you know, you can't really return games and get your money back. You know, so it's. Um, I guess technically you could, right? Well, not the way I buy them. I buy them digitally. Well, yeah, you can't return anything digitally. No, I mean you could. I mean you could take it to GameStop or whatever and get ten bucks for a sixty dollar game. Yeah, but you know, I mean it's. Might as well keep it at that point. Right. And so it's <laughs> quite a trade. Yeah. And so it's, I don't know. I mean, I, 
I still want to make sure the game's good, but yeah, I mean, once the game comes out and I see that like everybody seems to enjoy it, then yeah, 100% I'll be buying it. Oh, for sure. I think, the, but this has opened the door. Like there's gotta be other legends, right? Not just Owen. I think Brett's going to join along pretty you soon. You think so? I think he, so. Well, he's under a WWE legends deal though. I imagine, I imagine that, um, I mean, he, he also like was the one to bring out the AW championship. That's true. You know, but contractually, I don't know if he could. Maybe not, but I mean, if he got out of that contract or if he let it lapse, whatever. Yeah. You know, why not? I think I think it'd be great. I, I would love to see other legends join in and hopefully that's what they're what they're working towards. Yeah. Uh Dark Side of the Ring this week. We saw the episode uh, The Double Life of Chris Canyon. Um I was a big Canyon fan. Yep. Uh, back in the the WCW days. Um I was a big Mortis fan. I was a huge Mortis fan. Yeah. I but and that's another thing, and I, we talked to Jeff and Scott about it. how has there never been a Mortis figure? Like they're doing a micro brawler now, but like, dude, Mortis was such he had such a cool look, man. Well, you know, I think that's one of those things where WWE just really screwed the pooch on a lot of things. I mean, I, I think uh Mortis was one of those guys that you know, I mean, maybe it's because of the heat that he had before he passed away with WWE. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're like, ah, we're never going to do anything with that guy. So, oh yeah, you know. But I think, I think Mortis is, to me, licensed to print money. Oh yeah, it, and that's that kind of goes back to the whole like AEW. Yeah, that would be a great signing for Jazzwares. Absolutely, it would for be. him in the video game as Mortis and Canyon. Yep. For him as an action figure, again, licensed to print money. Absolutely. Because that's such a such a cool character. And, and you think of you think of like, you know, that character in early to mid two thousands would have been terrible. But like in this landscape, twenty twenty one, he fits right back in. Yeah. The Mortis character does because I mean, on WWE side you got the freaking demon, you know, you you had the fiend until just recently. Right. And on AEW side, you got guys like Luchasaurus, you know, I mean, we're, it's becoming a character driven comp like sport again. Mm-hmm. And so I think some, something like Mortis would just fit right in there. It's just, I remember like when I watched that episode of seeing him as Mortis, I was like, dude, this is awesome. Like, yeah. You almost forget how cool it was. Yeah. Very, very cool. what you think of the episode all in all? I thought it was good. I thought it, um, <clears throat> portrayed him to be a little bit crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had some issues for sure. Yeah, and and I think I think it's one of those things where he because he did have some mental health struggles, it it was um it kind of kind of made things difficult on him. You know? Oh, for sure. Yeah, and and, and I think it, it was at a time when, you know, maybe you didn't reach out for help on that stuff. You know, you just yeah. and I, then all of a sudden like you're choking your buddy. You know, right? And it, it's it, it was really. It was a sad episode to watch, right? Yeah. I think because when you know the end, you're just like, you're hoping like for that feel-good story, but it wasn't that. Well, and that's just said, There's no hope for that feel-good story because you know he's gone. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, yeah, I, I think with him, I mean, he lived in a time where even even now, talking about mental health is pretty taboo. Mm-hmm. And But back then, I mean, you, you probably never talked about mental health. And, and on top of that, you well, I mean, didn't talk a- about being gay. Right. And that was another thing, too. You say something like, you know, like, I'm, I, I'm just depressed. Pussy. Right. That's how it was in yeah. those days. You and, and to a certain degree, it's probably not that much different around certain people. But yeah. it's one of those things. Like, it's it sucks. And, you know, he had he was bipolar, which yep. I think on top of everything, that's kind that of a... Probably contributed to a lot. That's a pretty bad cocktail yeah. right there. So, 
Um, it was very sad to see, but hopefully, you know, in seeing that story, it does help other people, which I think is the point, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I hope so. But, uh, yeah, man, there was a lot on there I didn't know. Um, didn't know about him jumping in the ring at WrestleMania. Did you know about that? I didn't either. I guess it was like after the camera went off or whatever. It had to have been. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know, but I didn't even know he was there. Yeah. You know, I guess he was in the front row on camera side or whatever. Right. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, reminds me of like Enzo. Yeah. That's a very much an Enzo story. Yeah. And, but it's stuff like that where you're like, well, that's why they're not touching this guy. He's too unpredictable, you know? And my thing is, is like, why did nobody pull him aside and be like, what the fuck are you doing? They may have like, but do you think any of his buddies did like, I would because that was one thing I didn't hear anybody say. It was like I pulled him aside and was like, "Dude, what are you doing? You're jacked and wild." Like I didn't hear any of that. I didn't either. I, you would think so. I, I mean, would like to think so, right? I, I mean, I do know Raven tweeted out that he wasn't asked to be interviewed, and I thought that was odd because I know him and Canyon were close. Yep. Um, I would. I would like to think that someone did reach out and be like, "Hey, man, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, you, you're, you're hurting yourself here." Yeah. Um, I remember, so I thought that was an interesting take. They they talked about because I know he had talked about the uh, the coming out of the box for the Undertaker, mm-hmm. like the Big Show's present or whatever. I remember that happening. Of course, you know I didn't know he was gay. Yeah, it never thought, and I, I just remember thinking that that was a strange thing to do. Like he's coming out singing, like Boy George, mm-hmm. Taker beats him up. It's like, okay. Like, what is this? Like, yeah. it just it seemed weird. And so that one guy who's now a producer for AEW was pretty steadfast. Like, I can't believe that WWE would do something like that just to humiliate someone. But that's not accurate. They purposely went out of their way to humiliate Jim Ross any chance they got, right? It's what the company's known for. You're right. And, I mean, and it's weird that he's working for AEW right now and still kind of being a show for WWE. And that that could just be like his opinion, you know, like it could be, but I mean he should he should have seen like the proof is there. We've right. seen WWE do this in the past numerous it, times. It's it's almost like they couldn't not mention a fat joke with Vicky Guerrero. Right. You know what I mean? Like it was always like it was always gonna happen. There was always something like they, they had to bring up, they had to put it out there. And um I don't know. So I don't know if that was designed to make him look bad. I mean, I, I guess he kind of took Undertaker to task before where like the chair shot was too stiff, but I've also heard people say that I guess he told Taker to bring the chair shots. Like I need to get I need to get noticed because I'm not being used. I don't know. And then I know, you know, the that the Howard Stern stuff where Cena kind of talked about like, oh Canadian's not any good. That's why you gotta let go. Yeah. That's more of a company line and mm-hmm. because, you know, he had already started coming out there like I, they were fired me because I was gay, but Okay, but did anyone know you were gay? Like, well, and that was that was the one thing because I told you before I was like I wasn't really happy with what Cena and Flair said, but at the same time, like Cena was right in the sense that like he didn't come out until after he left the company, mm-hmm. so like he can't say that he can't say that he was fired because he was gay, right? But at the same time, I felt like they really buried him. Yes, they did. You know, Cena and and Flair, and especially Flair, you know. Um, they did chop up the flare one a bit because I've seen a longer version where he talked about it's like it takes more than just being a good performer to make it in the WWE. It's like maybe Chris didn't have the best act. That's one of the things he said. And Chris was like, there's nothing wrong with my act. But you think about it in those days, like what was his character? Who's just the guy. 
Yeah, the who better or whatever, you know. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty much all he was. But, <clears throat> I mean, I feel like you could say that about a lot of guys. You sure. know what I mean? Like, look at look at Batista. What the fuck's his gimmick? He's the animal. He's Batista. Right. You know what I mean? I think... They're going to push who they want to push. Right. I, I think the difference is, is like, yeah, it's just that they didn't... He didn't have a certain look that they wanted. And they didn't care about it anymore. Yeah, well, I think it came down to like he had a decent look, but he he wasn't like overly jacked. Right. He he was a good performer, but I don't know if there was anything about him that screamed like top star. No. So what do you do with the guy? And I think they tried. I remember there was a period there where like he was on velocity a lot, but yep. it's like they just couldn't find anything for him. And yeah, you kind of have to know like, yeah, my time's numbered here. Like I think of I think of you know like Ricochet. You know, I mean, sure, uh, uh, incredible talent. Right. He kind of has trouble finding his footing in WWE, right? And and he has for a bit, yeah. And and it's just one of those things. WWE is and always has been a character driven company. L- look how long Apollo Crews took before he found something. Yeah, and I mean he's amazing, right? And, and Ricochet is too. But it's it's one of those things like you have to have the over the top personality. I think if Kurt Angle didn't have the uh, three eyes and the drinking the milk and you know being just like ridiculous about the babyface gimmick i don't think he would have landed you know i mean because mm-hmm. i look at jason jordan jason jordan's equally as talented chad gable's another one equally as talented i feel as kurt angle but like they're not up to that level you know right. what i mean right and I, I know jason jordan's doing a producer role right now but i mean and he got hurt kind of early on yeah but but it's but it's also one of those things too and canyon brought that up in that howard stern interview the longer version where he's like it it's not always that it's the storylines they give you Jason Jordan's a great example yes. of that. I'm yes. Kurt Angle's illegitimate son. That is not good. No. And it and it buried him. And Kurt know? Angle's exactly or um Canyon's exactly right on that. Like, I mean, that's the storylines like uh, look at Rusev. Uh, yeah, right. And you brought Batista. Yeah. Pretty much ever since when they when they rubbed Deacon Batista off of him and he went with Flair, like He had the best storylines. They were going to make him a star at that yeah. point. Same with Orton. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, it was like, like there was like, you look at like uh, Randy Orton and Mark Jindrak. Mm-hmm. One guy, they were going to make a star. Yeah. One of them, they weren't. Yeah. Well, and, and like, like the, uh, like the Rusev thing, his whole thing before he left was that he was a cuck, you know, and that Lana was sleeping with Bobby Lashley. That was the whole gimmick, you know, that he was the whole storyline. It's like, not does, good. How does he, how does he become a star with that? FTR when they were leaving, when they were on their way out. You had Jimmy and Jey Uso like pouring itch powder down their trunks, and they were like scratching each other, you know, because it was, you know, it's like stupid stories, you know. Well, and then I'm sure you've seen the designs of what they wanted him to wear. Yes, yeah, right. and it's like, how can these guys succeed doing this? Well, they can't, right? Because any serious wrestling they have is going to over automatically be looked at as like, oh, they're goofballs. Yeah, and I mean, I, I sometimes you can work your way out of it, but sometimes you can't. And I mean, I like I think of like William Regal. He was a guy that was able to work himself out of those, like because he had the manly man gimmick when he first showed up. He kissed Vince McMahon's ass on television. Right. He did a lot of crappy things, but he came out as like a what was like a showgirl, a Vegas showgirl once. Yeah. I mean, he did a lot of goofy stuff. Yeah. And but I mean, he also ended up becoming William F. and Regal. You yeah. know what I mean? And so it's one of those things like sometimes you can work yourself out of that type of stuff, but sometimes you can't. Sometimes you're just stuck being that guy. I mean, Terry Taylor will forever be the Red Rooster. Yeah. I mean, people aren't like, hey, that's a tailor-made man. Nope, he's Red Rooster. Yeah. You know, like it's yeah. stuck on him pretty... St- it was, Talk of the walk. Yeah, it was stinky, you know. Yeah. So 
when you have stuff like that, yeah, it's it just that's sometimes the problem. Yeah. If you don't have a great character, it just doesn't happen. And I know there's actually talk in like 03. They even put it in one of the magazines of Mortis coming back. Yeah. And it just never happened. But again, maybe Canyon had some some behavior. That's another thing, too, is we're never seeing WWE side. Anyone that's interviewed is always not with the company. Are you being a WWE apologist right now? I guess I am. <laughs> but I mean, but it's true, though. Like they, It is true. Yeah. They don't take part in these interviews, so... Right. Like, all, you, all you get is the uh, guys on the outside. Right. Yeah. So, like, why'd you let Canyon go? I think if I were WWE, I'd start sending people. You know, to It wouldn't be a bad idea. Because at some point, they're going to have to start defending themselves. Yeah. This ain't getting good. No. <laughs> you know, it's like, getting worse by the episode. Right. It's steroid trial episodes still coming yeah. up, and that one's going to be probably pretty rough. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Um, but it was, it, was, uh, it was an interesting watch, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Stephen Amell was uh, ringside for AEW this uh, this past week, and um, of course, you know, we saw him hug CM Punk in the in the front row there, and of course, you know, yep. Punk was on heels and is going to be in the series finale or the season finale. I found out. Okay, when is, is that coming up? By the way, two weeks. The two season weeks. finale. So I got about two weeks, and then I can subscribe for a week. Exactly. Sweet. <laughs> um, this week, there's no episode. I think episode seven is the following Sunday, and then episode eight the Sunday after that. I did watch the first three episodes. What'd you think? It was really good. Yeah. Interesting twist on the first episode, huh? Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it. And uh, and then, you know... So you saw Ricky Rabies then? Oh, yeah. I saw Ricky Rabies. And uh, the the episode where it showed how Papa died, that was, that was wild. Yeah. That was very wild. It's not like what you expect, I don't think. No, it's, a very, it's very well told and well written. And it's pretty dark in yes. some aspects. Yes. There's some aspects of it that are a little bit off. I think where it's not exactly like how people would like, no one's going to be upset. Like, I don't want to be a heel, you know, that was a little weird. I thought like, yeah, I, I need to shut the belt, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, there are some guys like that, but most of the yeah. time it's as long as you're getting paid cash and creative, bro. <laughs> right. Jim Ross always says that and he's right. It's cash and creative. As long as you're all, getting paid at the end of the day. Yeah. It's all they care about. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, Stephen Amell made a tweet like, Oh, it's so cool seeing 22,000 people or whatever at the Arthur Ashe stadium. Like it, Hasn't been like that since I sold out the Sears Center for All In. I'm like, yeah. always turning heel. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think it's a fun idea. I think it's a great idea. What do you think he'll do if he does something in AEW? Uh, I, there's a lot of guys I'd like to see him work, but I, I feel like a continuation of him versus Cody would be a good story. It seems like it's the that's the where that's where you go, right? Yeah, and uh, that also keeps Cody away from taking anything away from the younger guys, mm -hmm. uh, but also keeps him on television. Mm -hmm. And I think that would be fun. And Cody is in a position right now where he is a uh, in, in a Cena slot, and he is a heel, but is a babyface. Yeah. And so I think which is interesting. And I think it'll be one of those things where Stephen Mel can come in and be a heel, but also be a babyface as well. Yeah. And so I think that I think that'll be fun. I feel like we're gonna see a Mel and Punk too at some point. Yeah. And see, what's so funny is a Mel is one of those guys that has no business being as good as he is in the ring because. Right. He's not a pro wrestler. Right. But it's awesome. I think I hope it's more than just a one-off. I hope he does some stuff. I mean, I know he can't work full-time. Yeah. But I hope he does some matches here and there. Sure. I think that'd be awesome. Give give him, like, the edge schedule. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. let him, you know, I think he's, like, 40, so it's, like, kind of now or never. You know, you need to yeah. make it happen while you can. So I, I think it'd be great. Absolutely. Um, the Demon is back on SmackDown. Yep. WWE realizing, whoa, we should have never got rid of that because that was stupid. Yeah. Uh, Finn Balor busting out the demon gear. I feel like it's been like, what, two or three years or something? In a while. A while. Yeah. 
hey, here's a license to print money. Yeah, just put that in the back burner. Yeah, we don't need it. It's so stupid, right? Yeah. Instead, let's have Balor Club. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I I'm 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 happy for for the demon to be back. I think the demon is a very cool character. Sure. And they needed something now that the fiend's gone. Oh yeah. But bringing the demon back just to feed the Roman is dumb AF. Yeah. And uh, because they're already already promoting Roman versus Brock. Yeah. We know the demon's not going to win. Um, but it's, um, uh, it's one of those things. I'm, I'm glad to see him back. I would like to see more of, um, the, uh, the old school Prince Devitt, like face painting where it's not just one single character, you know? I mean, Ray Mysterio gets to put on whatever the hell color mask he wants. Like let the demon be black and white one day. Let, you Absolutely. Know, like, let, let the demon like do the Joker face paint one day. You know mm-hmm. I mean? Like I, I think letting that loose would just be phenomenal. I remember when he was Venom. I remember when he was yes. anti Venom. Yes, that was all so cool. Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree. I think all that would be great. And yeah. I mean, my God, the action figures alone. Absolutely. Yes. He's already one of the best selling action figures with that stuff. So yeah. yeah, why wouldn't you do that? I remember when he was doing the Demon on the regular. Those were the hardest figures to find. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it'd be. I think there was only one that I used to see on the pegs like quite often, but it was in a later series, but yeah. Yeah. They were, they were awesome figures. Definitely. Brian, Daniel, Brian, sorry, Brian Danielson. It's still kind of hard to get used to tomato, tomato. I think it's because it's such a similar name for sure. He uh, will be, he had his first AEW match against Kenny Omega. Yep. You mentioned this, which I thought was interesting. His first five-star match, according to Meltzer. That's what I read. Um, because I mean, we all care about what Meltzer has to say, of course. But it just—it's so telling that this is the first match that gave him a five-star rating, right? I mean, you're telling me he has never had a five-star match before? GTFO. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. I mean, that was a fantastic match. It was great. But I'm just saying, Daniel Bryan has had fantastic matches before. I think it's cool that they went to a time limit draw. I think it was smart. It, it was it was a way to save what they have and kind of move on to the next thing and yeah that's probably the main event of the pay per view coming up assume, in November, yeah. so very cool stuff. They also did a little thing with uh, Jericho and American Top Team. Yeah, let's think about that. They've kind of had this Dan Lambert guy for a while, mm-hmm. kind of doing. He's basically Jim Cornette. Yeah, which talk about steering into the skid. That was great. I thought yeah. a really really smart move. Oh yeah. Yeah, I thought it was good. Um, We've talked before. We don't really know who this guy is, though. I have no idea who he is because I don't follow any kind of MMA. So all of it's new to me. I remember the first time he showed up and he was in the crowd doing that promo. I was like, good God, shut this guy up. Mm -hmm. But then he started coming back and I was like, okay, this is good. It's pretty good. good." Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I'm excited to see where this goes. For sure. It'll be fun. Yeah, they had Jericho and Hager kind of taken out by all the MMA guys. What do you think about some cross-promotion happening. I'm down with it, man. I mean, that's been a huge part of wrestling since the uh, my birth, anyway. Sure. I would assume beforehand. Yeah, I think it's definitely a, definitely a fun idea. Yeah. I mean, we got some uh, movie and TV talk. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. This is Break of and at the Movies, yeah. This is Break of and at the Movies, yeah. All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? Uh, I tell you what, we got now. Big underscore Bane. How about this news? WWE 
and MGM apparently are reviving American Gladiators. I feel like I've heard that before. Yeah. It's weird, right? Yeah, almost like we said that they should do that and yeah. make the wrestlers gladiators and yeah. stuff. Yeah, definitely. They're not listening. No. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a lot of good ideas over here, people. Yeah, we, we come up with some gems. We're going to have to start sending bills. No kidding. Um, I'm a huge Gladiators fan. I feel like everyone from our generation love Gladiators. Yeah. This is awesome, right? It's awesome. I think it's going to be a terrible show. You do? Yes, but it's cool. Why do you think it's going to be terrible? I mean, it's it's a WWE produced show like that's not wrestling. Well, their track record isn't good. Is no. it, now that you think about it, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like But this is like a winning formula. Like how do you mess this up? You'd think. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I It's it sounds good in theory, but I have a feeling it's going to be overproduced and overdone to this to the extent of it almost feels like the entire thing's worked and there's not really legit competitors you think it'll go that far i don't know but i kind of i mean i wouldn't be shocked you know well i know there was rumors back in the day the xfl was like a work oh yeah it's it's football like i mean come on yeah i mean that thing is is like i think this also depends on how, how much vince's fingers are in it right yeah i I, and I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe his fingers aren't in it at all, but but they have to be. It's Vince. They have to be a little bit, you know. And I I think he's gonna. To me, if if you're bringing this back, it's just a WWE production, but you don't do anything to to change it. Yeah. Similar music, updated but similar. Sure. Kind of like they did in like the 08 version. Yeah. Similar logo, updated but similar. Mm-hmm. New gladiators. I mean, I guess there was a thought of like, is it going to be the wrestlers as gladiators? I don't necessarily think that's the best idea, unless you take guys off the road. I think I think some guys. I think it would be good for guys who maybe aren't super active in storylines, right? Like you know, we mentioned Ricochet or Cedric mm-hmm. Alexander. I think guys like that. I mean, Chad Gable the, would be great. Right, they're not the biggest guys in the world, but I mean, they could they could be they could be the gladiators. You know, and well, I think it depends on if they want to be right? right. I mean, there's a lot that, that would be like quite a undertaking because now you're filming and all this other stuff and yeah all you know setting up they have to set up all those uh all those pieces because i had heard how they used to film gladiators is like they, you know they set up like the rings right mm-hmm. and they film like six episodes with the rings yeah and then that comes down and they put up the next set because like that you can't take that down in a, a day it sure. takes a while so then it's like okay now we're doing the wall yeah okay now we're doing atmosphere now we're doing assault and then you know they come back and they film Six people playing that, you know, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, um, I think it's a cool idea. I just think, you know, again, WWE doesn't need to be like it doesn't need to be WWE's American Gladiators, right? Just American Gladiators. This was successful before. Let it be its thing. Yeah. Think this leads to a toy line revival? No. You don't think so? No. <laughs> I don't know why it would. I mean, I don't know. I mean, but it's WWE toys, right? But I mean, unless it's got like. You know your WWE superstars, and then I don't see why they would. I don't. I don't see how a Blaze figure would sell. Well, they've done it before, though, and they were going to do it in the 08 version. It just didn't. Were they Were they big sellers back then? The the toy line. I don't know if it was a huge sell, but it was yeah. it was very popular in the early 90s. I think. I mean, I think it depends on how well the show does. They like Jax actually had the license to yeah. do the 08 version, but the show got canceled, so I think the figures got dropped. But I I feel like. 
if they're going to bring this back, they're going to look at all avenues, video games. I mean, you have to, right? I mean, that's the marketing aspect. Yeah. To get people involved. Yeah. I, I just, I, I feel like um, I, I could see a video game. I don't know if I could see action figures unless the show itself is just a absolute hit. But see, I feel like the action figures are what made Ninja Turtles a hit. The action figures are what made Motu a hit. You know what I mean? Like it was that. But that was also a time before technology. Sure. And so I, I don't think that's the way things work now. I mean, because I, I, don't, I don't feel like kids go down the toy aisle and be like, what's this? I never heard of this. You know, and then like. But, but again, are we marketing toys towards kids? No, but as adults, do we go down the toy aisle and, and say like, what's this? I've never heard of this. <laughs> you know Not what as I mean? much, but. Let me Google this. But like, I mean, like people are going nuts right now because NECA's doing an ALF. That's ALF, though. That's what I'm saying, though. But it, but it reminds you of your childhood. So does American right. Gladiator. Sure. I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't be shocked if they were working on that. Now, if it was American Gladiators from the 90s, maybe. Yeah. But, but again, you have to reestablish, like, yeah, okay, I, whoever the new Gladiators are. Mm-hmm. But also, too, like, if they throw a Nitro or a laser in there, like, oh, yeah, I want these guys, you know? Right. And again, this is also like the uh, the '90s line. We we discussed it on TV Toycast. A big reason I think it didn't work is it was mostly playsets. Yeah, because that's what they you know the joust, the wall, sure. the you know eliminator, and all that stuff. Like that's what it was. So you can't get playsets every time as a kid. Right. That's a Christmas gift. That's a birthday gift. Yeah. So I feel like that would be kind of an aspect there. But I'm just saying I wouldn't be shocked if a toy line happens if this is a you know pretty decent hit, which I think it will be yeah. if they're pushing for it. We shall see. Um, we got a little bit of toy talk. We said we dive into it. Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your brain to a bit of toy talk. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your brain to a bit of toy talk. Well, we don't have a lot to discuss this week. Um, well, I guess we could throw this out there. AEW Unmatched uh, are up. Series 2 are up for pre-order on ringside, as are the okay. Wrestling Buddies. Okay. Um, what do you think of the wrestling buddies? I thought they were too small. Yeah, a little weird. Um, yeah, I didn't like it. They look great. They look fun. I don't know. Like I'm like, eh, I think my nephew would like that, but I feel like that's a. If I see that in a store, I'll pick one up. Type of thing. Yeah, I think if they were um, scaled the same as the old school ones, they could be different. I'd, oh, for I'd sure about it. But they they just look too small. Yeah, it was it was kind of fun to see. Like, oh, that's cool, something yeah. new, but. Yeah, I agree. Because just maybe a tad too small. Who's who's all in the Unmatched series? So this way we'll have a new MJF. We'll okay. have uh, Tay Conti, her debut figure. Okay, that's cool. New Santana, new Ortiz. Um, Sting. Okay. Will be making his uh, figure debut for AEW. Very good. And uh, Wardlow. Oh, nice. Which is uh, his debut figure, I think, as well. Very cool. So a couple of new ones, a couple of retreads. I mean, I feel like, what do you think about the uh, repaints? When I say repaints, I mean like... Is like the third MJF now. Yeah, I'm, I, it doesn't bother me. I think we're kind of to a point now where we can start doing that, and mm-hmm. it's okay. It was bothering me when it was like series three, series three, and we're already getting the same figures again. Yeah, that was when it was bothering me. But now that I mean, especially now they have the second line as well. I mm-hmm. think it's one of those things where, yeah, you know, you can go ahead and do some repaints as long as we get new characters each wave. I think I'm okay. Yeah, I hate when it's just like, oh, great, it's another Cody. Because eventually they are going to run out, run through everybody. Yeah. And so they're going to have to. So you might as well space the new ones out and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of kind of take your time 
retooling everybody. And that's another thing too, is like takes time retooling the figures like brand new and sure. stuff like that. So Jeremy uh, put this over, which I thought was kind of a fun idea. Unmatched, the odd number waves will include one LJN, mm-hmm. which, as you know, is the Cody for mm-hmm. Series 1. And Series 3 will be Darby Allen. Uh, and then the even number waves will have one Luminary, is what he called it, which is like a legend. Yeah. So Series 2 is the Sting. Mm-hmm. And then Series 4 is actually the uh, Lionheart Chris Jericho from Mexico. Okay. Which is fun. Yeah. Um, I think it's a cool idea to kind of throw that one that one figure in there that's a little bit different from the rest. Yeah, I I I dig it. Um, I'd like to see. I think since we got Tully and Arn, I think they would be great to throw in there too. For sure. Um, I, I'd love a modern day Tully. I'd love a modern day Arn. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know. I know. Elites did them a while ago, but it's been it's a been a while. Time. Yeah. What well, might be fun is if you made them in their wrestling gear, but they had like a modern head, like current look. Yes. And then like, you know, the, the look from the eighties. That'd yes. be kind of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Glacier. I know we mentioned Mortis before. I think Glacier would be a, a hit. I would 100%. And he still works with the company, right? Is I think he, he works. I don't know if he works with them directly, but I think he works with Cody's at the Nightmare Factory. Okay. So I, I feel like it, it's a it's a possibility. Yeah. A Glacier figure is one I want really bad. That's another one that I feel like would be a first day pre-order. Yes. Well, now if they could get Mortis, like, oh my God. Like, uh, yeah, hell yeah. You, you get like the blood runs cold, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Um Owen Hart, what do you, which line do you think he'll be in? Do you think he'll be on Unrivaled? He'll be on Match? Will be his, like, his own special edition figure? What do you think they're going to do there? Um, I could almost see them doing at least the first one, a special edition. Yeah. Just to keep it separate. But at the same time, you know, if they're doing the luminaries or whatever. In the he events, fits there. He fits there, too. So either or. But I think um, that one... It's probably going to be their biggest selling figure ever. What would be in what's interesting is they always do that one, those two chases. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine the Owen, if they do an Owen Hart chase, the money that would be worth. Uh, yeah, if it was like a now, what would they do for the chase? Black singlet, pink singlet. I think so. I think it would be the easiest. I think way. they'll ever touch a blue blazer. I don't think they can. We actually talked about that on Fully Posable. I think Jeff thinks that that's a WWE license. Is it? That's that was his thinking that they gave that to Owen, so probably not. And that one I might be. He, I thought he had it before. I think he had the gear, but I don't think he had the uh, called the blue blazer. Yeah, I don't think he had the cape and the mask. And that's what I wasn't sure about because it kind of feels it. It feels like it would be a little distasteful if they did a blue blazer, but at the same time, you know, you just never know. I mean, it's WWE, or I mean, it's wrestling, right? I mean, you never know. I I don't. I personally don't think that they need to. I don't think so either. But. I think I think it's fine without it, but yeah, yeah I agree. You never know. Um, we got to touch on this, man. I got this in from a good friend of the show, Travis Fowler. It's a two-up. If anyone doesn't know what a two-up is, it's like a uh, basically an extra big Hasbro. They made these back in the day um, when they were making the figures. They would make them. Uh, the prototypes were two times the size, which mm-hmm. they used to uh, paint in the details and things like that. And um, so. He sent this to me as a custom two-up of a Harley race from the NWA days. It even includes the 10 pounds of gold, which is amazing. Um, classic handsome Harley look with the man stash there. Like, dude, yeah. this, is, this is a pretty cool piece, man. Yeah, it's sweet. It looks good. I'm assuming it's like a little early birthday present because you get your B-Day coming up soon. I, I don't know if that was the intention necessarily because I know he had been working on it for a while, but it yeah. kind of lined up well, so I thought that was really fun. Yeah. But, yeah, I thought it was really cool. He's got a – Travis has got a 3D printer, and he's kind of – 
working out the kinks. I know you you had one at one point, and he said it's like really a lot of trial and error to figure out how that thing works. Well, and and also too, when I got mine, I mean that was several years ago, 2015. I feel like the technology is probably a little bit better now sure. than it was when I got because I couldn't figure it out, and I I fancy myself to be pretty technologically savvy. Savvy. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was it was a mess when I tried to get one, but. Yeah, I mean it looks it's looking pretty damn good over here though. Yeah, and he even got the belt made special, so it is it's a really it's that's a super interesting fun keepsake and these two up mans, I you know, I know those were kind of all the rage there for a while cuz people were finding them online cuz they were selling the original two ups cuz it's like, oh, it's like two times the size Hasbro, which yeah. is fun, but totally different. Fun idea. Yeah, for sure. So big shout out to Ta- Travis Fowler old tier 1 for that uh, awesome piece, man. Yes. Great stuff. We got some PHPW talk. It's Fatality time. What do you think, man? Yeah, so we uh, had Fatality last Saturday. It was a wild event breaker. And um, actually, as we record this, it was yesterday. I was thinking it was a week ago, but it was just yesterday. Either way, we're past Fatality. Well, it was still the last Saturday. Yes, it was <laughs> the last Saturday. Definitely not today as we record this. Um, but um, lots of cool things happened, though. There's one thing. That really frustrated me, uh, and I, I feel like you're just as confused as I am, and that is Jack Gamble just dropping his title on the way out. So me and you do not agree on very much on PHPW. I think mm-hmm. that's a that's a fair assessment, but I think we're both kind of in that thought of like, what the hell was that? Yeah. Um, I tried to reach out to Jack Gamble. Um, text messages are unanswered. Calls are unanswered. I, I don't know what's going on. I know he busted his ass to become the gatekeeper champion. Yeah, he did. So what's going on? We, I, I just assume we'll see some answers maybe sometime on adrenaline. I, I hope so. You know, I know he's going to be, he's scheduled for. I mean, he's a, still the gatekeeper champion. Yeah, as far as I know. I mean, he, yeah. I mean, it. unless he dropped it like, hey, I quit. I don't know. So I know he'll be at adrenaline. I personally, you know, um, I feel like some answers maybe need to be made. I feel like you're closer to him than I am. Maybe this fright on adrenaline, maybe you need to holler at him backstage. Maybe we need to have a little conversation. And and you know a little face to face action. Yeah, and, and maybe maybe you guys can sort it out and figure out what's going on because um I personally don't think I'll be able to get answers out of him because, you know, I'm not nearly as close to him as you are. Well, but, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll sit down with old Jack Gamble. He'll be there at Adrenaline. Yeah. It'll be exclusive on our Patreon if you want to follow along. And we're on the road officially now to Ghost Goblins and Grapple Holds, man. Nearing a year, you know, and um, we we found out something. And I don't want to give the spoilers away for everything, but we did find out um, the number one contenders to our, our heavyweight champion, mm-hmm. you know, because we had the Fatality Tournament. We did. That man was Jordan Zeilinger. You know, I think Jordan Zeilinger is one of those guys, and we can probably agree on this, he's always kind of on that edge, right? Of, that right that cusp, yeah. He's always right there. And, you know, he again, first ever PHPW champion. Yeah. He hasn't been able to get that since then. So is this Jordan Zeilinger's time? Here's the interesting thing about it, Breaker. It will have been exactly one year from the time that he won it, this coming pay-per-view. I mean, hey, maybe Ghost Galvins and Grapple Holds Jordan's jam. Man. It could be. It could be his, you know, uh, kind of like his home. You know, could be. I mean, so 
We'll see if history will repeat itself at Ghost Goblins and Grapple Holtz 2021. Absolutely. Um, but that's that's all that I kind of want to spoil from Fatality. I want you guys to go back and check it out. A lot of cool things happened. Absolutely. It was a great event, that top gonna, to bottom. Absolutely. And they're going to lead up to a lot of things happen with, um, you know, Bill Benis and all of his idiot friends. Um, the Benis Brigade. The uh, the PHVW was on the line as Mike the Cleaner defended against Elvis Aliaga. Former champ against the current champ. Tier 1 had another uh, Fatality Tower match. Mm-hmm. And I can guarantee he is not even going to have the opportunity to face me at Ghost Goblins and Grapple Holds. I don't know about that. Tier 1's always ready. And... Although shout out to Tier One, he's getting him, he's getting his funnel cake on right now. He's at like a fall festival type of place. Of course he is. When yeah. he should be training, he's out stuffing his face. Funnel cakes. With he's funnel sending, he's, cakes. He's literally sending me pictures right now. So um, I'm gonna tell sh- him to make sure he's curling those. The donut before curls. Before he stuffs them in his mouth. Dude, tell me how good does that look? It does look good. <laughs> I I'll be honest though, I'm not a huge funnel cake guy. So, I, I'm i like two bites of funnel cake and I'm good. Like, it's after that, it's like it's too much. Well, it's it. So, it's good, but the only reason why it's not dry is because it's so saturated with grease. Yeah. And it grosses me out. Yeah. It's not that it's like. I will say, I actually feel the same way about a sopapilla. Yeah. But that, that, like, I'm the same. Like, I can't, I can't eat. Eat like I couldn't eat a size like that. Like I can eat a tiny little square sopapilla and be fine. No, I mean they're good. That, but right. it's just it's too much. Too much, yes. And so I, I don't know, man. Like funnel cakes, yeah, they're okay. But I, I would need like a mini, you know. Yeah, and I'd be I'd be done. Well, we actually have the fair coming to town. Yeah, I don't go to the fair. You're <laughs> not a fair fan. I'm not, a, dude. I, I get you know I, social anxiety like an mf'er, man. I don't. But you gotta face. Got to get some fair food, bro. The only time, so last time I went to the fair, I think uh, uh, the boy was like 13, so that would have been almost eight years ago now. You haven't been to the fair since then? Yeah. Wow. And um, that I can remember anyway. Uh, I had this one thing that was like a barbecue parfait. Oh, I think I've seen that. Holy mother of God, that was amazing. See, I'm the fair, the only thing I'm interested in is the food. Like, the rides are not good. Yeah, but how much food can you eat? Like, I mean, like, I can't... I'm uh, not going to stay there long enough to eat more than once. No, I mean, but that's kind of the thing. Like, you just go find something. And there's so much there that just sounds amazingly terrible. I I, I love... And it's a weird one to go to, but I love the footlong corn dogs. Just because those are hard to find anywhere else. Those are fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, they, you know, they sell the, sell the state fair corn... I know they're not the same, but they sell the state fair corn dogs at, like, Sam's and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but it's the microwave they, oven. That's not the same. It's, they're still pretty tasty. Oh, yeah. Don't get it twisted. Um, but, yeah, there's something about those, like, fresh-made dipping in the cornmeal. My God, just shoving that right in your mouth. Freaking tasty. Yeah, I know uh, Drew and Caitlin talked about fair foods on Toast yeah. State a while back, and I was like, ooh. Yeah. Tasty. Yeah. I mean, but there are there are some fair foods. I mean, I'm not really a turkey leg guy. I know that's kind of a staple for fair food. I'm not either. Um, I think they're good, but it's just like, it's just not my, it's just not my turkey. go-to. Yeah. I um, mean, there's a lot of weird stuff at the fair. I know. I, I like eat, I like trying the weird stuff as yeah. well. That's why the barbecue parfait is, was my jam because like it was Deep like, fried Twinkies are good. You know? Yeah, they're okay. Uh, the deep fried Snickers, you know, stuff like that. But like, I'm a meat eater. Like, I like the meat. I was there, I think it was... 2019 because they didn't have one in 2020 obviously but in 2019 
that a guy, and he was actually inside like the Expo Square, which I know people don't know if they're not local, but that's like where all the vendors are. Yeah. And he had like homemade root beer. Awesome. Dude. Was it good? Dude, it was so good. Was it? Because it, it was like he had it like on a tap. Yeah. Oh, and it was like ice cold. Oh, my God. Yeah. So good. Yeah, there's a lot of, man. See, now I'm like wanting to go. I'm, what I might have to do because I'm off on Fridays. Maybe go I early. just go early when oh, it's yeah. not super busy. Because once once everybody gets off work, you know. Oh yeah. You know. That's the fair though. I yeah. mean, it's it's one of those weird things that it comes in the fall when all the kids are in school. It's like, I, uh, you know, it's a traveling fair though. I, I yeah. think I think they hit up Oklahoma City before us, and I think they hit up Texas before Oklahoma. It's like City. ten, twelve days or something. Yeah, and yeah. so I, I think that's what it is because I think uh, I think my brother had the fair like just a, about a month ago. Yeah, but it's it's always a always a good time. But yeah, PHPW um, Fatality. Make sure to check it out. There's a replay on YouTube as well as all of our, all of our other events. So yes, if you're not uh, familiar with that, you can check out actually our last what this will be our twelfth pay per view event. Yeah, yeah. We're, can, I mean anniversary time. Yep. And then you can check uh, PHPW Adrenaline Weekly on our Patreon, which in fact I'm gonna put a little Patreon video up uh, hopefully this weekend. So hopefully it's up by the time uh, you hear this. Yeah, and uh, that pretty much anything else on PHPW, or you want to? Uh, nothing, nothing really on PHPW. I mean, we could we could go ahead and like announce matches for Adrenaline if you want, but I mean that's fine. Um, because uh, and and we'll uh, keep the announcements rolling on Adrenaline. But this week on Adrenaline, let me see if I can pull it up here. Shit. This week on Adrenaline, we've got we're gonna. I talked about Jack Gamble being at Adrenaline. He's gonna be main eventing. Against former King of the Mountain champion David Thomas, see, and yeah, David Thomas is a guy like I'm sure he takes that personally because he's wanted to be the gatekeeper champion. Yes, he hasn't climbed that mountain, so I'm sure he's like, "Hey, how dare you throw down that title?" And then uh, I, I personally talked to Poetic Prophet. I said, "You know, that was a hellacious match you it guys was. went through. It was all four teams. You guys put on an absolute clinic." Mm-hmm. I said, "All the other guys." Except for one guy said they want the night off. I said, how are you feeling? Are you wanting the night off? We'll, we'll give you the night off. No big deal. And he said, no, I want a match. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm ready to fight. And so I said, okay, well, here's what I'm going to do. Because you're so amped up, ready to fight. I'm going to give you a layup. I'm going to make it easy on you tonight. I'm going to put you up against Scranton Strangler. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm giving him the night off without giving him the night off. He yeah. wanted to fight. Well, I'm going to let him fight. But it's going to be against I, I can't have my tag team champion getting hurt out there. I get it. So I'm going to give him a layup against Scranton Strangler uh, this Friday night. Well, also, opening up the show, Breaker, we got the number one contender to the PSPW Heavyweight Champion, Jordan Zeilinger. He's going to take on another member, who's the other member who said he was ready to fight from the Tag Team Championship match, Barry Frost. Okay, there we so, go. Jordan's Island versus Barry Frost is going to open up the show this Friday on Adrenaline. It's going to be a hell of a show. I'm excited about it. Definitely. It'll be a great show, so make sure to check out Adrenaline if you're a patron. If you're not, only $1, you can check out Adrenaline, uh, the energy shot, a lot of great stuff on our Patreon. And and also, too, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about Patreon again here in a second, but also, too, October's coming up, mm-hmm. and I'm still trying to rework stuff on how to you know get October shit going on for the patrons, get Halloween stuff going on. I got some uh, ideas. I kind of shifted gears over to maybe doing like a um, – um, like a a stream of playing some horror video games like Friday the Thirteenth and stuff oh, like nice. that. So, I think that's what I'm going to do instead of trying to do a horror podcast. Okay, nice. So, very very cool. Uh, now moving on to our uh, tournament, best cringy WCW moment. 
this past week we had uh, Judy Bagwell on a pole versus Jay Leno Wrestling. And um, not really a shocker here. Judy Bagwell on a pole wins 72% to 28%. Yeah. Almost a landslide. So now it is time for our final. Oklahoma and WCW versus Judy Bagwell on a pole. What do you think is going to happen here, Big Underscore Bane? I'd be shocked if Oklahoma didn't win. It almost has to be him, right? Yeah. I mean, because Judy Bagwell on a pole is really bad, but it's not like making fun of, you know, JR bad. No, no. It's, but it's, I mean, it's all bad. <laughs> yeah. So make sure to go vote at BBPH918. Uh, anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? That is it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. As always, we want to shout out a lot of our a lot of our buddies, a lot of our fellow listeners. We start with, of course, uh, the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Mm-hmm. They drop every Sunday, just like this show. In fact, this week is a fun episode we highly recommend because me and Travis are on there chopping yeah. it up with Jeff and Scott. Oh, so, yeah. uh, and I think Scott might be coming on a future episode of TV Toycast. You know, Travis, I, I want to tell you, you know, I, I think there's some. I think I think Jeff and Scott over there are a little upset that I've been putting the screws to you on PHPW a little bit because I've never been invited on Fully Posable. Oh, shots fired! So I mean, clearly, Fully Posable is on you know tier one side. That's that's obvious. So I, I mean, I, I guess we know who's jobbing out from now on. Oh gosh, dang! <laughs> this guy just all about the corruption. <laughs> But yeah, check out Fully Posable. And then, of course, Scott's side project, Drunk Wrestling History, yeah. with him and Ed. They're not always right, but they're always drunk. I ran across them on TikTok the other day, their 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 page. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. So I followed them real quick, and I was thinking like, damn, maybe we need a TikTok page. Maybe so. That's one social media I've never really dove into. Yeah. But it might be a fun one. Yeah. Uh, doing the Favor with Eric and Barry is another go-to Absolutely. for both of us. We love that show. Former PHPW Tag Team Champions. Yep. Trying to find their footing now in PHPW, but I think they'll climb to the top of the mountain again. It's a it's a fantastic show. If you love if you love wrestling, if you love sports, I mean, just, just an all-around amazing show. Uh, definitely check it out. Definitely. One of my favorites. Yeah, we love those guys. Uh, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steven Eric's another, uh, another go-to. I think me and Steve are actually going to be doing a uh, Halloween Havoc podcast coming up for halloween time so okay he was like we we want to do a he's like we want to do a watch of like the uh, chamber of horrors and i'm like absolutely i do yeah because that's one of my favorites so we might be doing something halloween havoc as because we did a halloween havoc podcast a couple of years ago so yeah great podcast especially if you're a retro wrestling fan and then of course we have the ringside rant with rj another really fun show the leisure and lariats podcast with ruthless ryan davidson's another go-to mm-hmm. boot to the face with um Rucker and Marty's another fun one to go uh, check out. Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife, Caitlin. In fact, Drew just posted today. He was rocking the uh, Real American Podcaster shirt. I, and he never looked better. Yeah, know? it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, that's another one, man. There's two shows right now because I'm in spooky season mode. Spooky season. And I listen to a lot of Halloween podcasts. and But there's two podcasts right now that I make sure to throw in there just to make sure I keep listening to. And that is Doing the Favor and Tales from the Estate. I absolutely love that show, and they uh, they were telling stories about how they just went to a uh, they were at a festival or something like that all, mm-hmm. all weekend and um, good times. And he, he, Drew did a Malignant review, which is a new horror movie, and he said he was underwhelmed. Hmm. Which lets, he's, a, he's a big horror fan, which lets me know that it might be okay for me to watch. Ah, uh, gotcha. You know, so 
<laughs> oh yeah, we, we love that show over there. And also, I got to shout out. We got to shout out uh, Nick Haddix, his boy Brooks. Dude, yeah, shout out to Nick Haddix, dude. Uh, I didn't even know his boy had that shirt. Yeah, well, he just ordered it though the other day. Okay. And uh, yeah, he was rocking the uh, the Real American Podcaster shirt. I thought that, that was, was really cool. Fantastic. One third of the Haddix boys making it happen. Absolutely, I love it. So um, big shout out to all the Haddix boys over there. We appreciate it for sure. Um, I also want to throw it out to wreck my podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and all his dudes over there. It's always yep. a fun listen for sure. Yep. Um, there's trivia with buds with Ryan buds mm-hmm. howling with the wolf with our buddy, Jason Wolf. And of course, um, all his artwork. He's very busy right now. Always seeing new stuff. Just, you know, always cranking out figures, artwork, all that good stuff. He's doing sketch comic covers right now, which is really cool. Awesome. Sketch cards, all that good stuff. Pulling up a chair with the chair shots. Another fun. Listen, and Night of the Nerdy Laser Podcast, which yes. is a great one. I know you're into spooky season. That would be right up your alley. It's all, yeah. horror, all horror movies, man. Yeah, I need to. I actually really need to subscribe to that one. I haven't done it yet, but you keep putting it over. I've got to. I've got to put it in the playlist. It's a good one because it's you know they watch horror movies for you. Yeah, I'm all about it. Absolutely. Wrestling comic books, grapple hold to be the man. Tales from Planet WrestleTopia. You can check those out on Amazon or Comicsology. And then, of course, our other podcast, we got to throw it out there, too. Uh, you know what's fake, right? Every Monday this past week, we had old Japanese John Webb on. Hell, yeah. Where's that sound clip at? I don't think I have <laughs> it anymore. <Yeah. laughs> that, was, that was so far back in the day, no one probably gets that reference anymore. Probably not, and it might be a little offensive now. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I, I don't, is it, though? <laughs> who, who, who the hell knows? Uh, it could it was, be. It was never meant to be offensive. It, it never was. But Lighten up over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, always fun talking with John. And then uh, coming up is the Kingpin Mike Isles. Oh so hell yeah, that's a it'll be a fun podcast. He tells some, he actually tells a really fun story about he worked retail. That's my punch out bill. Yeah, my I, I hear that. Yeah, um, party foul right there. Big big time. He worked retail back during the Attitude Era and uh, worked at a uh, the sports shop at Promenade Mall, which oh, you yeah. know. And I guess he was responsible for them getting wrestling shirts. And he was kind of talking about how big wrestling was in that time and how quickly all that stuff sold out it was really it was really interesting in that case i'm thankful for him but at the same time those were the crappiest wrestling shirts i'd ever bought they probably were like probably bootleg and and it was one of those things like it's not that the designs weren't cool it's just the shirts fit terribly i I don't remember ever getting one from there well that used to be the only place i would get them was because like i had really no other way to get them because we hardly ever went to the wrestling shows when they came in town right but like and like, I mean, couldn't get my parents to order one through a catalog, right? right. So. And so, like, but like the t-shirts were always way too short, but like way too wide. And I was a big boy back then, so mm-hmm. like, I wear one of those shirts. It's Ass Crack City all day long. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's the name of the show, <laughs> Ass Crack City. I love it. Yeah, so I thought that was that was an interesting thing. So uh, definitely check out that episode. I think you guys will enjoy it. And then, of course, um, me and Travis Fowler with the TB Toy Cast. Uh, this yeah. past uh, week was Darkwing Duck. Yeah, I don't know if you saw GBM tweet. It's like that looks familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, we're uh, diving back into Ninja Turtles Wave Two. So Casey Jones and all those fun ones. Yeah. So we'll be coming up next week, and then of course, uh, No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. I know is on a bit of a sabbatical, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know he likes to pop up around the holidays, though. So yeah, you never know with Bill Benis, and of course, yeah. you can catch him on PHPW Adrenaline every week. He, he is my uh, co-host on Adrenaline. So yeah, if you if you're fiending for some Benis, he is on Adrenaline. <laughs> Fiend for some Venus. <laughs> uh, all of Bane's tunes can be found on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your music. In fact, I know you have an announcement on that, right? Yeah. So I've got a new song coming out October 8th. And um, it right is, before my birthday. Yeah. And it is um, it is a spooky tune called The Freaks. And now, I know you've wanted to do a Halloween or a holiday inspired song for a while, right? Yes. And so it's not this like. This is a single. 
It's it's just single, and it's not like blatantly. We're not talking monster mash here, you know. So it's not blatantly Halloween, but it's there's a lot of um, witch witch references. There's a lot of um, you know. There's there's a vampire reference at the end. Um, there's I mean, there's a lot of spooky elements to it, and then all around the vibe of it is just a spooky. It's very chill. I don't rap in this at all. I'm singing the entire time in a very low voice, which I think uh, kind of adds the spooky element a little bit. So it'll be different too, <laughs> it'll which be, is fun. It's it's a huge departure from what I've done, and thank God for Auto Tune because I can't sing worth a shit. <laughs> but Logic does a fantastic job of putting me on key. So. Um, check it out when it arrives. Do me a huge favor. Put it in your playlists. Um, and because that's another thing, especially if you're on Spotify, uh, put it in your playlist. That's another thing that helps my algorithm out a lot on that. So play it, put it in your playlist, whatever you got to do. Um, I'm, I'm also, I'm trying really hard to promote this to kind of, because it is a holiday specific theme. I think it's one of those that if I could get enough eyes on it, it could be one of those things where, it, it becomes one of my bigger songs. Oh, yeah. Because, you know... Will it, there be a preview on the show at some point? Is that something you're going to do or not? I, well, probably not. What I'm going to do, follow my social medias because I'll be posting things. I actually, <laughs> as stupid as it sounds, I went and bought some stage makeup and I went and bought like a, a couple of props to like paint my face and, and do a couple of promo videos for it. Fantastic. So I'm, I'm going to be doing some some stuff like that. Um, but I probably won't play the song on here. I am going to release it on our Patreon. So it'll show up in your podcast feed. If you're a patron, um, I'll probably do that. Is that um, now are you going to do that before it actually drops or I'll probably do that. Uh, cause it drops on the eighth. I'll probably do that the first. Ooh. So, so if you want a preview just, a, just a few days away. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, if you want a preview, if you want to hear it, subscribe again, only a dollar. Yeah. Um, but but as far as that goes, I'm going to, um, and, and, and it might not, it, I'm deciding on whether or not I want to do it on the podcast feed or make like a lyric video for it. I'm not sure, but it'll be one or the other, excuse me. But yeah, I'm trying to do things to promote it and, and get more eyes on it. And I actually even, uh, submitted it to Spotify to throw in their holiday, uh, holiday playlist. So nice. I'm trying to really promote this. We'll see what happens, but help me out when it comes out and, uh, get the word out. Definitely. And, uh, you know, with Spotify, I think you can actually use, I don't know how to do this, but can't you use Spotify in your Instagram story somehow? Uh, it, I don't think it's Spotify. What it is, is I can, and I have it set up this way. So like when it distributes to Apple, Spotify, all the other places, it also is set up to distribute to Facebook. It's set up to distribute to YouTube. Uh, TikTok and and Instagram, mm. so it it will distribute to those. I don't know how quick it'll show up. It might not show up right away, but um, it should be there, you know, soon. Um, but, but yeah, it's set up to do that. So that's awesome. It'll happen. So definitely check out the freaks October yes. the eighth. Yes, get ready for it. Um, Patreon.com forward slash bbph. We have one dollar, three dollar, five dollar, or a ten dollar tier, and. Um, you get a lot of great stuff uh, with our Patreon. We don't. I always, I always look at it like you're not buying stuff. You're supporting us, but we're giving you all this stuff yeah. for your support. So yeah. So definitely, uh, any little bit always helps and uh, helps us uh, keep doing this for sure. Absolutely. Um, Outsiders Beard Co. If you got a beard, need some beard balm, some beard oil, hit it up. Yeah, fall is here, so the summer scents are gonzo, which means it is a uh, it is spooky season too. So Candlejack is here, and coming up Ooh. soon. Um, 
if I can get everything done in time, um, we will have a, a buddy to come along with Candlejack. Ooh, nice. So, should be good. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. All of our T-shirts can be found on ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com, Whatamaneuver.net. Search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. And Big Underscore Bane has a shirt store there as well. In fact, we have another shirt in the works. It's actually not in the works. It's done. Hell yeah. And it's ready to upload. So we're going to – I'm hoping to put it up in a couple of days. Uh, what a maneuver! It's our new uh, Power Hour uh, Havoc-looking design from I Jason Wolf. Can't wait for this shirt. I absolutely love it. It looks it, amazing. It's so good, dude. Yeah, it's it's just ridiculously amazing. Yeah, it looks fantastic. And um, he he also did the Ghost Goblins and Grapple Hole logo for this year. I'm just I don't think people have seen that yet, though. I don't think so, and I'm excited. I'm excited to display that. It'll too. be a, it'll be a good piece for sure. So um, yeah, that'll be going up on What a Maneuver. So I know. Uh, um, right now, I mean, fully posable just put up a new shirt, the fully f imposable. They did, and I think it's really cool that all these guys are on Water Maneuver, so you can actually support multiple stores. Absolutely, all in one purchase. I know I bought um a couple of weeks ago. I bought the Tales from the Estate and a fully posable shirt. Yeah, so you can buy you know a TB Toycast shirt, a Breaker and Bane shirt, Doing the Favor, fully posable Tales from the Estate. Um, Dobro has a store. GBM has a store. I mean, there's yeah. so I, I don't want to leave anyone out, but I a boot to the face has a store. So like, yeah. there's so many stores you can support. It's awesome. Yeah, it really is. So anything else, man? That's it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We will see you guys in seven days. Peace, easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back on my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Dope pistols What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it. Psycho. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.